When it comes to commercial snow removal, look to Tovar Snow Professionals. With the largest snow and ice management fleet in the Midwest, Tovar delivers top-notch commercial sidewalk and parking lot clearing services, even in winter's worst weather conditions. With their 24-hour live office staff, certified meteorologists, and personal service, they are leaders in professional snow removal. To get a free estimate for snow removal on your site, go to baseball.tovarsnow.com or call 844-GO-TOVAR. That number again is 844-GO-TOVAR. Tovar Snow Professionals, Chicago's snow plowing leader. Tovar is an equal opportunity employer. We're Cubs fans helping Cubs fans at Stewart's Cubs Cave Parties. Everybody's in full giving back to those in Spring Grove. The beer is at 33 degrees. The Cubbies are in first place. And all is right in the world. 100% on Friday, William. We went Saturday. I'm still hungover from Saturday. How about you, buddy? 100% attendance. No masks. Beer was flowing. It was old style, and you had Bud Light, but... It's not called 400 beer. I'll tell you what, I just want to tell you guys, going to Wrigley on Friday, I, went, I took my brother. It was the first time that we sat in the seats since September 2019. And it, from the beginning of the day to the end of the day, just a very special day. It was a, a sign of the change, a sign of uh, normalness, the sign of what I've been looking for for a long time walking into Wrigley Field and sitting in my seat, man. It was unbelievable. Because you have been uber quarantined. You haven't gone out. Nobody has seen you. I have been hiding You've in been my like off basement. The grid Why wouldn't I hide For like a year and a half. And you're corona-free. I am corona-free. I'm, ha- I'm, I'm, I'm happy to report you're corona-free. Corona uh, but bottom line is this, guys. We are here at Bricks and Ivy, and I want to tell you that I'm so proud of these guys. Mark Dior let us come out tonight. We're giving away free cup tickets. We're giving away a lot of great prizes. We have Frank, like, I want to know, like, my question to you, William, is, right, like, supposedly cup snakes aren't allowed, but somehow... I saw the biggest cup snake I've ever seen. Yeah, and I heard security was called off. I wonder what the reason... We need to look into that tonight, William. I think segment three, we should talk about the cup snake. I'm going to give... I think uh, we have the people here that could... Shed some light on that. Uh, there's two people here that can shed some light on that. A lot of people here, by the way. Of course, Thank we you. have Kathy Weedley here, everybody. Weeds is here. Woo! Now, let me tell you something. When we come to live remotes, we bring security with us, right? So we have two security people with us tonight. And Ruth and Patty are here. Ruth, did you notice I said Ruth and Patty? Yes, I love it. Bob Cashin's in the house. Dave White's in the house. Oh my God, White actually came out to support me. Are you kidding me? Mom is here. Mom is going to be segment three Oh my God, this is amazing. By the way, this place is amazing. This place is... Look at the decor. Club 400 Junior, I would call it. Yeah, look at the decor. Look at the signs they made. I mean, definitely come and check it out. There's a nice bar in the back. There's outdoor dining. There's gaming here. 
and it's it's not only Cubs out, but they also represent the other Chicago sports. And, uh, Absolutely. It's a great place to be at. Look at who's walking in right now. We got some party animals walking in the place. Chad, will you drink a beer tonight? I don't know. That's the question of the night. But I will say this, guys, and uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up tonight was um, when we released Club 100 Lager, Bricks and Ivy was the first person to put it on tap. I did not know that. Fact. All right. Yeah. Sweet. And Mark, the owner, he's here somewhere. Uh, I don't give away Club 400 signs. I call it the shield too often. Uh, if you go in the gaming area, you'll see a, a, a shield. shield up there. And that means thank you from Club 400 for representing us, and we will represent you. And that's why we're here tonight at Bricks and Ivy, man. So uh, unbelievable. Uh, like I said earlier, I went up to the bar, and I ordered a Club 400 brew. And it came in a Club 400 brew glass. And they are serving this beer the way I want it served, which is very important. Like, if you have a product... And you're kind of a big deal. So if, it, if they're serving it the way you want it... I might drive out here just to party for you. Like, uh, have you been a, here before? pre-party. No, this is my first time here. I mean, this is my first time. Where? Spring Grove? Spring Grove. First time in Spring Grove. First time in Bricks and Ivy. This place is just amazing, though. Yeah, it felt like home when you walked through the door. Oh, basically. it absolutely does. Uh, Can't we're going to be having a good time tonight. We're giving away cup tickets. We're giving away swag. Um, we're going to do like three segments. We're going to play some music here for a little bit, then we're going to come back. We don't want you guys to pay attention to us too much. We're here to watch the Cub game tonight. We have a, Is there a Cub game we have a fire We have a fireball thrower tonight named Stock. It's not his major league debut, though, I don't believe I don't believe it is either, but we have a Cub game on tonight, and the Cubs are in what place? Cubs are in first place, everybody. What? First place. So we're going to bring Mom on later after a couple more cocktails, but right now I'm going to do a giveaway, all right? Because that's how I feel like we're going to do a giveaway. Now, the deal with this giveaway is, is you're not allowed to pick it up until you walk out the door, okay? Interesting. And there's a reason for that. Are we giving away our podcast? I'm going to oh, send no. somebody home with a six-pack of Club 400, but you have to take it when you're walking out, all right? It's a ballpark right. lager, and it's good for all 14 innings. Yeah, so Ryan Clooney, beer master at the Great Crystal Lake Brewery, I said, I want a beer for all nine innings, and he delivered. He gave me the beer that I wanted, the beer that I wanted to represent Club 400. So when you pull out... By the way, if you don't have a raffle ticket, come up and get one. I will give you one. They do not cost anything. They're free. And we are giving away free cup tickets tonight. And we will let you eat and watch TV. I promise. And you can get a free 8x10 autograph picture of Stu McVicker. Oh, my God. Pass out in Club 400. Naked. Uh, blurred out. Small blur. Trust me. Really small blur. Would you like me to read the number? Yes, go ahead, Lee. All right, everybody have a ticket. Do you have your ticket out? No. We need some tickets over here. You gotta come up to the table if you don't have a ticket. Oh, yes. All right, but this, is, just, up and get this is the first of many, many giveaways. This is for a six pack of Club 400 Ballpark Lager from Crystal Lake Brewery. The winner is ticket number one, two, five, Six four zero. 
125640. The winner does need to be present. Or we will. Did somebody win? We have a winner. Hopefully, you like beer. Do you like now? Not so much? Did you really? There you go. Thank you very much. Here, take a take a sticker too. All right, we have a winner of a Club 400 six pack. Who won? That lovely young lady over there in booth number three. Oh my God! Three, four. Booth number four. Are you ready to spin some two? Alright, thanks for hanging out and welcome to Bricks and Ivy. We're so excited to be here tonight to do the Club 400 podcast. I'm here with my podcast partner, Mr. Stu McVicker, who is the proprietor of Club 400. And we are so excited to be here tonight. Give away some tickets. Kathy Reilly, everybody. Can I tell you something about Kathy Reilly? She delivered... About 65 cases of our beer, cross-country trip to Arizona, and she didn't charge me one cent. I love you, Kathy Wheeler. You're the best. We appreciate you. And she didn't even tap into the stash in the back while she was driving, so that's good. Exactly. It all got there. And not only that, but like the whole entire week, I went to Rainy Honey Fantasy Camp, and if you've never heard of that, look into that. It's a beautiful group of people who have the love and passion for the Cubs as I do, and actually want to try to play baseball, but, you know, that falls short pretty quickly once you get out there and you actually have to play the game. That's true, right, you have to be in but, shape. Uh, right. She helped me out that whole entire week, and she became almost, she came, became like a camper almost, so uh, always appreciate Kathy Reedy, but uh, you don't know, and most of you do, we're going to do this for the first time every night, we're going to interview Mom tonight, right? Mom is going to be interviewing this has never happened before. She's denied us until tonight. And I'm not interviewing Mom. I'm going to go sit over there. Uh, but i like to say that there's no doubt about it. Uh, Club 400 would not exist without my mom. From beginning to the end, middle, way before, even before it started. Uh, it started basically uh, for me liking the Cubs and like any great mom does, supports what you like. And she took us on a lot of road trips, and we had a lot of great times. Yes. And, and I would have never imagined where it all ended up. And she, this won't be the last time on the podcast, but she's here right now. And I thought, you know what? What a great time to interview Mama. So let's give it up to the mom of Club 400, Sue McVicker, or Carolyn. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I've been looking forward to this interview my entire life. I have interviewed some famous people before. Orion Samuelson comes to mind. That was tricky because he's a big name here in Chicago and stuff, but I'm pretty nervous right now. You talk about nervous. <laughs> All right, here's my first question I've always wondered. What was it like giving birth to Stu McVicker? <laughs> and you can take that any way you want. Well, let me tell you, of course your firstborn is always special. 
and Stu was special from the moment that of conception. Special in what way? I knew that he was going to be someone with a big heart, and that he is, and he was just um, a wonderful baby, a wonderful toddler, a wonderful young young toddler until he grew up to be a teenager. He was great. And that's when it all fell apart? No. Oh. <laughs> no, he was a good teenager. It wasn't until oh. the 20s. And oh, the roaring when 20s. Beer came about. Oh, stew plus beer <laughs> equals. Stew never gave me one problem ever. He was always full of love. He was a child that um, had many obstacles. And I think those obstacles created the man that he is today. Well, okay, let's let's talk about that. And I don't want to... It's weird because he's sitting right over here in the view, but I don't want to... I do not want to inflate this guy's head any bigger than it already is. But Let's talk about that heart because... I know that anybody who's ever been involved in Club 400 in any way, shape, or form, been to an event, um, been to anything, they, everyone knows Stu's got like the biggest heart of probably anyone you've ever met. Where does that come from? Me. Is that from you? <laughs> that was a softball question. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, like, okay, so it comes from you, but so you've always been that way? Like you're all about helping other people? I have, and you know, I've always been very patient. I remember as um, my mom always told me I had lots of patience. You know, uh, Stu, back in his younger years, was a little bit on the nerdy side, and so was I. And so, um, you know, you learn from that because you're kind of picked on, and you don't, um, you know, you're you're not on the the popular list. You learn along the way, and, and because of all those setbacks, you learn what not to be. And you learn that um, helping others and being a better person is much more than being popular. Wow, okay. And, and <laughs> I'm not even really sure how to follow that up. No, that, that's great. You know, because one... One of the things that, that I've observed, you're not in this interview. Shut, shut the F up over there. And it's a podcast, so we can swear I just said F. Um, one of the things I've noticed about Stu is it's more important to him to be helpful to other people. Like, he gets more joy out of life, I think, than to, to see somebody um, help. You know, we... He earned money to buy a little girl a wheelchair or, you know, send somebody to their last Cubs game probably before they pass away or, you know, there's hundreds and hundreds of examples and it seems like that's where the joy comes in his, in his life. And I know it comes from you because I know you, but I didn't know that right away and, you know, and cocktails. So, 
you're you're probably waiting for a question there, but no, that's okay. I mean, is that? I just want to say one thing to everybody that knows Stu. People think that life is easy for Stu. Life is not easy for Stu. Stu has a lot of pressure every single day of his life. And people are unaware of that. All the people that contact him on emails or phone calls, I work with Stu, and there are days where I can't even get a question because he's on the phone, he's on emails, and no matter how much he's pressured, he's always looking to help someone. He's graceful and, and it, all of it, it amazes me, it truly amazes me with all that he has to deal with, he is so giving, he is so loving, and he has the time to talk to people, to answer emails, and to help out people that are in need, when actually he's the one that's in need. <laughs> okay, and I have a good follow-up question to that. You mentioned that you work with Stu. I think a lot of people really want to know, does Stu actually work? Yeah. <laughs> Outside of Club 400, he, he has a job and he, he works. I know he says he does. I know he's got a business card. I've seen it. <laughs> a title, a phone number, and that kind of thing. But it seems like he goes to a lot of Cubs games, a lot of other things. Does he work? Does he actually work? I kind of feel like you, Eric, some other unnamed people do most of the work and he gets the credit for the work? No, that's not true. That's not true, okay. Um, you know, everyone thinks in life, in their job, that the other guy isn't doing his share. Okay, so you have this job to perform and you think your supervisor's not doing anything because you're doing your supervisor's job or someone else thinks that uh, they are doing a better job than so-and-so but in reality you know Stu does do a wonderful job Stu's dad and I started our business and we started as a mom and pop and when I say mom and pop we started in our garage and it was hard throughout the years, and Stu's dad got tired of the business, and he passed it on to Stu and Eric. Eric worked from day one after high school as a technician, and Stu was on his way through college, and he was on his way to a career, and unfortunately his company moved to another state, and Stu was brought aboard, and boom, his dad disappeared holding and Stu took the reins and the company grew and Stu and Eric are doing better than you can imagine being two people in a small business and mom and pop has still continued on and yes a lot of people think that he monkeys around and he goes to Cubs games and he does this and he does that but look what he's created and look at the people that he has helped Look at the people that he has changed their lives. Jesus. Uh oh, they could only sit for five minutes. Well, you could have like ripped me a little harder on that one. Like, 
you, you were a pretty softball there, buddy. Well, we all know that Stu is who he is because of you. Everybody knows that. But that's not that really true. No, Stu's a dumb person. He, well, he's definitely his own person. Believe me. I always said like this, we're gonna, I mean, what she said tonight, I'm glad we recorded it, because I'm gonna play it back. Probably at Christmas lot, this year. A lot yeah. down the line. I mean, your answers were unbelievable. I mean, we get another drink, I mean, it was unbelievable, man. Like, I didn't she know has that a, well she's spoken. got a freshie. We're good. Hey, by the way, speaking of wait, speaking of another drink, when is our bartender here in this little area? But wait, Tim, please tip your waitress, tip your waitresses, everybody tonight. We're coming out of COVID, so we yeah. have to take care of our the people that want to work, right? Exactly. Want to work. Here. Wanna work. Before I move on, Mom, that was beautiful. Thank you very much. I, I mean, it meant the world to me. Like I said, it'll, it'll even mean more down the line. Well, if you record that, you're in big trouble. Oh, it's recorded. <laughs> Uh, it's recorded, my brother. We are live at Brooks tonight. We're going to give away a few more things. Let's give it up one time, one more time for my mom, Sue McVicker. Straight from Bonner Drive, McHenry, Illinois. 4620-385-7478. Uh, you got that. All right, we're going to give away a couple prizes. Nick Sheridan just walked in the house. Nick, you're our next interview, our last spot of the evening, all right? One more spot, we're going to play a couple more songs, and then we're going to give away the cup tickets, all right, guys? We're not going to keep you holding all night. That's not the way we roll. But before we do that, I want to give away an autographed copy of Furry Jenkins' book called The 1969 Cups. Fergie's one of Clubhouse's personal friends. Wait, is that autographed? This is autographed. And does he have a statue coming? He has a statue coming next year. Right? So, Mom, so she did something. That meant a lot to me. I didn't come here to cry tonight. But... Am I done? You're done, Mom. I'm going to pick this ticket. You got to right? pick the ticket. There's All other right. people asking about tickets. Can I pass some? You there? can. Go ahead. Keep, just give them half and yeah. keep the other half. Yeah. It doesn't matter which side. Yeah. We are at Bricks and Ivy. We are drinking Club 400 brew. The Cubs have not scored a run yet, but it's early. And we're going to give away more raffle prizes. Who wants to play? If you don't have a raffle ticket, come and see me. Um, we're going to do a Yeti, all right? How about this, guys? A Cubs Yeti. Alright. Here we go. Susan Schleier got this for us. Susan's the greatest. Here we go. We're going to raffle this one up. Look at the 6-3-3. Last three digits, 6-3-3. 6 We have last... Three digits, six, three, three. All right. This is going to roll, I think. I think we got another one back here. Do we have a six, three, three in the far back? Oh my gosh. Go bring this back to them. Right. Yep. All right. Cool. Awesome. I don't, uh, yeah, I'll just put it here. Awesome, we have a winner, all right. All right, Nick Sheridan, get your butt up here. 
All right, guys, uh, this is our last segment of the night, and then we're going to give away cup tickets after this interview, okay? This will be about 10 minutes, and then we'll be out of your way, and we'll watch the cup game tonight, right? All right. So we think we're going to cut this up, so not all this stuff is going to be in the podcast. So since we are doing that, I'm going to like pretend like I just didn't talk. Right? William's going to cut it at a certain point. See how good I am, William? I know what I'm doing. So let's pretend. We are live at Bricks and Ivy, and man, uh, that was unbelievable. William, you were supposed to roast me, and now I feel terrible, man. That was heartbreaking, dude. And it just so happens, this might be a special podcast, William. We have never interviewed the reason why Club 400 exists today. Like, when I talk about Club 400, even though I don't see this guy all that much, every single time I talk about Club 400, the man to my left is in my thoughts. Nick Sheridan, what is up, my brother? How are you doing, Stu? Oh, we got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They had the microphone. All right, now it's on. Oh, Patty, picture. Can you smile? How are you doing, Stu? Hey, Stu. Man, it's a uh, Nick is Nick is always come to our events, and he's always praying like the guy that I want to see most because like we have we we'll always have history together. When we raise the one million dollars, Nick will be on the stage with me. Uh, Nick. Let's talk about like how we well we met a long time ago uh, through Chris Katz. Have you seen that guy anytime recently, anytime soon? In fact, is he still alive? He is still alive. He's in McHenry, and uh, I just texted him actually a couple days ago. We should have had him on here today. So yeah, how do we met through those guys, right? That's pretty much how we met. McCollum Noel. McCollum Noel. Where's Patty Hume tonight? She's not here, huh? That was ridiculous. I should say the old McCollum. The old, yeah, now we have the new McCollum. But, um, yeah, we had a family up there, uh, the local bar. We used to hang out in McCollum Row and uh, McCollum Lake, obviously. And we had a lot of great times up there. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, I, I finished Club 400 in 2000, I think it was 2013. And in uh, 2014, we had our first event, and it was for Nick. And we raised, uh, along with good old Kevin. We gotta bring up Kevin, right? Kevin the old bridge, Kevin Plastina. Kevin Plastina, he passed away on us, but uh, he was, I mean, I gotta bring him up because he was on board the whole entire time. And we also had a benefit at his bar to finish it off. But between both benefits, we raised over $33,000 for Nick. Uh, it took a while, right, Nick? That wasn't easy to get your prosthetics and stuff. I still have them today. I'm wearing them, and uh, they're a little beat up, and they're uh, holding my weight pretty well. Yeah. So tell us, like, um, uh, go through the story of you on the race car. That's how we, you crashed your car, right? I yeah, I, uh, I crashed my car, and I needed a few new parts. I came to your house for the uh, I think the Blackhawks game, playoff game. And it was the night the Blackhawks got knocked out of the playoffs, I believe. And uh, Stu wanted to sponsor my race car, and I was like. Totally honored for that. And the next morning you called me up and said, uh, how about we do something for your legs? Because at the time I had uh, actually, I have, my feet are rubber. There's a rubber foot shell that goes around my prosthetics. And I actually had a race car tire for a for the tread of my foot that was duct taped to my foot. Yeah. 
No shit. Yeah. So wow. my rubber feet were falling apart, and I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a little, uh, you know, MacGyver. Got a little electrical tape and cut up a race car tire, and I made a, I made a foot. So yeah, we were talking like, Nick, what do I need to get your, uh, you know, your your car back on the race course? And, oh, I need about a five hundred dollar new wing, whatever else like that. And Blackhawks got eliminated from the playoffs. I woke up the next morning a little hungover at Bubble Hunter, no surprise there. And I said, you know what? Holy cow! I got Tom Ricketts wanting to come out to Club Four Hundred, and I got my good friend Nick Sheridan who needs new prosthetics. Let's raise Nick some money for prosthetics, and that's exactly what we did. Tom Ricketts came out, and we had one hell of a night that night, didn't we, Nick? That was a good night, for sure. And since we're on the podcast and we have Nick right now, I'd like to tell you an exclusive, unbelievable Club for Heart story that I haven't really told anybody. I don't think I've said it on a podcast before. So, yeah, we get Tom Ricketts to come out, and... About 10.30, he says, I gotta go, I gotta go. I got my personal driver outside, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. And I said, all right. And I said, before you go, can we do one shot? And he said, sure, we can do one shot. So, you know, there's a lot of people around me, everybody wanted to do a shot. So I went behind the bar and I poured like 10 shots. And I always remember back then, like we had just started, Club 400 was just becoming Club 400, so I didn't even have like a tray to put these shots on. So I literally ripped a Bud Light case open, and I used it as a tray, and I poured like 10 shots. So we go over there, we do the shots, everybody's happy. Next thing you know, it's 1.30 in the morning. Three hours later, Tom Ricketts is still there, and we are still partying. So he finally says, I'm going home. I said, all right, great. So me and my mom and my wife, Lisa, walk, walk him upstairs, say goodbye to him. And he folded up a check, and he gave it to me, and he said goodbye. And we closed the garage where my mom said, I want to document this. That's why I'm telling the story. I gave it to my mom. She goes, what do you, what do you think? I go, I don't know. I'm going to guess it's $5,000. 5000 She opens up the check, blank check, $5,000. Written to no one. Written to no one. I was like, holy cow. I guessed it. That was unbelievable. All right. We still had Nick and his sister and his mom downstairs. All right. Time to go down there and do a shot with these guys. We have a check for 5000 bucks. So we go down there, Nick and his sister and his mom, and... Some of our greatest friends were down there, and I wrote the che check out to Nick, and I honestly want to tell you, that's when Club 400 became Club 400. That was a very big moment, Nick. Tell me your, tell me your memories of that night, will you? Because I, I never really asked you that question. What is your memories of that night? Actually, I remember the whole thing because, oh yeah, because I was in school at the time, and I wasn't drinking. So I think I maybe had like four or five years. I do remember that night, and uh, actually, I was, uh, the Rick, Tom Ricketts, when Stu came down with that check, he said, we're going to put your name on this. He was wrote me a check for $5,000. I couldn't believe it. I was, I, I, mean, I, I was so honored just to have Stu do this for me for one, and then Tom Ricketts come out. And, uh, you know, I, there's a little story that I want to tell about my, my, my hook here. I, I remember being on stage. 
and I apologize to my buddy Matt for giving him a, a titty twister back in the day. So I, I remember doing that because I was like, you know, I'm like, I got a big opportunity here. So sorry to a buddy of mine that I think he was afraid of me actually. So he knew I didn't mean it, and I, I kind of get a little stupid when I drink. So well, uh, I don't, I don't, Nick. What are you talking about? So uh, <laughs> you see me getting a little liquored up in a club corner, but walk up from the hook. It might be at a nipple near you. But, every, you know, earlier tonight, my mom spoke and everything like that, but I, I can't tell you how proud I am that Nick is Clough He really is. And because, like, this guy has the most unbelievable character that I've ever met. You know, the obstacles that this guy has gone through, you know, he had all his limbs. You were, like, 20, right? 23 when I got sick. 23 when he got sick. And tell us about the sickness real quick and what happened there. Uh, bacterial meningitis, 23 years old. Wasn't feeling very well. Thought I had the flu. Uh, usually it goes away as the flu, but my immune system was shot from uh, drinking, from a Friday night extravaganza or fun. And then uh, Saturday, wasn't feeling good. I hurt, hurt my back, got in a hot tub, hot water, or dehydration, so that kind of kicked me in the butt, and then I got the flu, and what do you do when you get the flu? You don't say that here, but you, you, you do things, and I was dehydrated, and uh, basically kicked my butt, so went to the ER around 5 o'clock in the morning, and from there I was in a helicopter flight for life for the freighter, and from there my blood started quadrilling on top of the skin, as bruises, and pretty much killed off all my, uh, my limbs. And that's what I'm saying, like, I mean, the adversity you had to go through to have it all, you know, have your limbs, and then lose your limbs, but be able to come out of that the person who you are, the one of the most funniest guys I've ever met. No, I mean, one of the most caring individuals I've ever met, and, like, to, the, the fact that that Club 400 is built off of your character means even more to me than what we have done as a collective group. I mean, that you are the, like, you are the reason why we started it, Nick. And I hope you know that. Like, all these people that we've helped enrich their lives and been able to help here and there, or, like, sending Heather to a Cubs game a few weeks ago, like, it's all because of, like, you led me to that way, man. And, and I'm so glad it was you more than anybody else. I'm so glad it was you. And I will always have that bond together. And I, uh, I love you like a brother, and every time I see you, my heart warms. So, uh, you have anything else you want to say, Nick, or no? No, you better stop now, oh. because you're getting misty eye. Uh-oh. Mom's got to say uh -oh. something. Mom's back again. I have a little bit to say. If, if, if I recall the situation, Nick, you got sick, and you were unconscious. Correct? I mean, uh, I was never... I was unconscious, yeah, at the hospital, yeah. I was right. Out. So when you were unconscious, you were sick, you were unconscious, and when you woke up, your limbs were gone. Is that right? Uh, just my arm was gone. My right arm was already amputated. They told my, actually, the, they told my mom and my sister that I had pretty much like 10% chance of living. So they did an experiment on my arm to see to get the blood circulation going again. And it got the blood circulating going, but my bone was already infected and dead. So I woke up with my arm already gone. And 
uh, rest of my body was like black and blue, gangrene, uh, as you would say. So, so in the past, for like three months in the hospital, that's when they decided when, what they could cut off and what they could see. So, so then what happened to your legs? Um, they were supposed to save one of my legs, but when they got into surgery, they found out there was more damage to my legs than their, you know, they originally thought. So both my legs were amputated just below the knee at the same time. I just want to say one thing that Stu has said in the past and has always resonated in my heart is the fact that whenever you have a bad day, ever, think of Nick and what he has to go through in the morning when he wakes up. And trust me, your day will never be that bad. And God bless Nick. God bless what he has done because he created Club 400. And he created the fact that all the people that have been blessed through Club 400 is because of Nick. I just want to say thank you. No, thank you guys. And just one, one thing to add to is like what you're saying about there's always, you know, there's always somebody worse off. What I think about myself is there's always somebody worse off than me. There's always somebody in a wheelchair that can't walk or feed themselves. Where I can do everything I can do right. a little differently, a little, little goofier, but uh, I get it done. But there's always some, something worse, somebody off worse than me. So I don't think I got to do that. So if we want to go out and see you race, like you're still racing, right? Tell us how we can go see you race. Uh, Club 400. I don't even see him race. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? I just started last week. I got my fat body out there. Uh, I'm a little out of shape, but I uh, actually raced Walmart last Saturday. I got the lead, two laps. I led about five or six, and then uh, chubby chubby guy got tired and finished the back. But uh, I hope to be racing again at Walmart on uh, July 12th. All right. July 12th for the World of Outlaws. Saturday. And we need to get that logo. Like, what do I need to get the logo on the wing, man? How much is that going to cost me, Nick? <laughs> I want to cost you an arm and a leg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's Nick Sheridan, Bricks and Ivy, everybody. That, hey, that's what I love. That's what I love about Nick, you know. Uh, one day we were outside at Club 400, uh, outside area, and he said. It was the middle of winter, we were watching the Chicago Bears. It's like, Jesus Christ, can we go outside? My toes are freezing. That's Nick Sheridan, everybody. So, uh, it happens. <laughs> Give Nick Sheridan a hand, everybody. I honestly thought we were going to come out and party tonight, but we were like, this is like a love affair or something. Like that. I, I couldn't be happier to have my mom on with Nick at the same time. I think it was Destiny. And we have it recorded now, and uh, that would mean a lot to me, and uh, appreciate it very much. Uh, Nick, any final things you want to say, or? Uh, just thank you for everything you do, my friend. I love you. We're brothers. We are brothers. I'm brothers with a lot of people. Like, those, that whole table are my brothers and sisters over there. And my family's right here, and my mom's over there, and my brother's right here. All right, we're going to give away those cup tickets, all right? But we're going to give away two prizes before... We give away those cup tickets. One of our good friends, we're gonna give away this great book. Now this book, it's just a book, right? 
No, it's not a book. It's a book about almost dying, coming back, and living the best life possible. Uh, Wayne Mesmer, who sings the national, uh, national anthem at a lot of Cub games, we're going to give away his book right now. Well, Nick, I'm going to... Uh, you want to pull one out? You got it. You read that one? What's the number? Hey! Oh, we got a winner! You got a winner! Yeah! And that might fit! Alright! Hey, You're good luck, aren't you? Oh, sure. Roy! Roy Stoltzman, everybody! A good friend of mine. Awesome guy. We love Roy. I love Roy. He's the greatest. Why wouldn't I love Roy? Are we indeed right before the tickets? What's that? Song right before the tickets. Alright, we're going to do one song. Then we're giving away the tickets, and then we're going to do a universal toast. Right? One song, give away the tickets, universal toast. And before we play this song, when I heard Patty was going to be here, we tried to get, we tried hard. Like, you have no idea how hard we tried. We tried to get Carl Edwards Jr., your son, here. We did. And he was this close, but he's not here. And I'm sorry about that, but we will play this for him, for you. All right, call me crazy, but I think the Cubs need some runs. Maybe we could all sing together and try to hope they get some runs. All right. So yeah, tell them about that podcast machine. Yeah. You gotta send a link for that. Frank, I'm gonna send you. Um, so my okay. Let me rewind. My son went to work at uh, WGN, and uh, they started this News Nation. I don't know if you heard about that, but whatever. Anyway, he's going through the studio the first time, and he sent me a picture. He goes, Dad, you got to buy this because you podcast. They have this podcast machine. It's like a board, but it's like that board right there, which is a good one. That's for radio and for, um, like, a band to record to it. This thing is just for podcasts. So you got these colored buttons on the side. Like, you can record drops on there and just hit the button. I mean, it's so you want to hear a Anyway, I don't have it here tonight because it actually, two people we've been using it for a year. Head down. I sent it in. It's coming back to me tomorrow. It is the greatest thing ever. I'll send you like a link or something. Just take it. It's like 600 bucks or something like that. It is so worth it. I got like phone calls. Do you guys ever call and have people dial in? So easy. It's like, because I'm not. I'm not technically oriented. Like I saw this in my head, like was smoking. Like I don't, I don't know what to do with this. So he had to get another guy out there to hook it all up. This thing is like my three-year-old could hook it up. It's that cool. And you can do four, up to four mics and stuff. It's just it's phenomenal. I will send it to you. All right, thanks. And, and like you can come out, we can like go, you know, whatever. All right, thanks. thanks. And Gwen, we need another round on table one. Gwen, your tip is dependent on us.
live at Bricks and Ivy. I have the owner of Bricks and Ivy. I appreciate you, Mark. Mark Weiser, owner of Bricks and Ivy. Appreciate you supporting. How about a round of applause? Yeah, how about a round of applause for this guy right here? Huh? Yeah, staff, take care of the staff, alright? You gotta speak close to that mic. But anyways, Mark, I wanted I wanted to ask you, because as soon as I walked into this place tonight, I was like, oh my gosh, this place is awesome. Like, if I was gonna build a bar, it would be just like this, man. Uh, nice open area, it's got the cubby feel all over it, you got ivy all over the place. Bricks! The bricks, you got Club 400 on the wall, and on draft, more importantly, what, uh, tell us a little bit about you and what, uh, how you decided to build this beautiful place that you have here. This palace of right. trouble. Well, obviously I'm a White Sox fan because I yeah. did it this way, but I'm just kidding. I've always, I've always been a Cub fan, you know, as a little kid. Um, I've had businesses everywhere and I always told myself if I, that, that last one that I do, it's got to be Cubbies. It's got to be Cubbies. And just, you know, I live in Algonquin, but I'm up here in Spring Grove, so I drive 35 minutes every day, but I just found this place and I'm like, this is the place. Um, it took a lot of guts because I, I had all my stuff in Huntley, don't know anybody out here, but here we are four years later and we're still chugging along, so I appreciate everybody coming in here. Um, but once again, I'm an avid Cub fan and I knew that eventually I wanted to have a Cub, a cub place and obviously I knew the name that I was going to do it. So right. that's well, I mean, what, what did it mean to you to break, first of all, when did you break out on Bricks and Ivy and what did it mean to you personally? Was that like a major like goal achieved? Well, definitely a goal achieved. It was, like I said, it was scary because I didn't know anybody. All my business was down in Huntley. But um, we opened up January of, uh, 2018, so we're into our fourth year. And I think every business that's still open right now, if we got through last year, I think we're going to be okay. So, and it's, uh, this is a great community to be in. Uh, Spring Grove definitely supports the, bit the local businesses, so definitely pick the right spot. I'll tell you what, we get rave reviews on the pizza, the sandwiches, everything. Uh, and, I, and like I said, Mark, um, the Club 400 locker is served here at about 35 degrees, and the Club 400 cups, man, uh, glasses, I should say, and you guys are serving Club 400 the way it was meant to be served. I want to tell you, as the owner of Club 400, and as the owner of Bricks and Ivy, thank you for supporting us. It means a lot. Money from the beer does go back to the charity, which allows us to give back to the greatest fans of all support, hey, you, the Chicago Cub fans. So. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. I appreciate everything that you do with the Club 400. And we're, you know what? Who knows? Maybe we can have, um, maybe he can come out and uh, be a part of one of our events and uh, maybe do the catering or something like that. That would be great, right? And that would be a match made in heaven. But uh, I love what you've done with the place. The place is beautiful. You have our shield on the wall. That means you have uh, my 110% support. William? Uh, my 110% support too, Gwen. Gwen. Best bartender. Best bartender ever. I don't think so. Best bartender. Well, <laughs> that was me. I screwed him up. <laughs> Give it up for Mark, everybody. Bricks and Ivy. This is where you come to watch a cut game. Trust me on that one. I mean, we're going to cut that off and let you share it on your webpage, Mark. Thank you. All right. Cut the bull crap. We're going to give away cup tickets and we're going to call it a night. Oh, right? it's time. It you don't want to hear me blabble. I know. Let's play the game. And what, what, what's the score right now? We're losing one zip. One zip. It's early. It's early. All right. Now here's how we're going to work the free cup tickets. It's going to be a game, a mutually 
game that we agree on. Two tickets in my seats. Section 122, row seven. Those are pretty good seats. Yes. I feel like I was in those recently. These are like maybe $120 seats. So we're not giving away like corner seats in the back row because that's giving not the way plus 400 rolls. We don't roll like that, William. We give away quality. I want to know if Lauren McVicker is eligible. Are you eligible? Oh, or you can't be everybody related. Lauren McVicker. Give Lauren McVicker's in the house. Lauren, I think someone brought you a present today. Frank did. He's over there. He brought you a present. See Frank? He brought. Oh, look. Oh, give Frank a hug, Lauren. Oh my goodness. All right. So how are we doing this now? We're, okay, this is going to be for a mutually agreed upon game. I will give you mutually agreed upon. Yeah, so basically, you know, what game can you go to? And then we'll, if we can't do the first one, we'll do the second one, but we will work it out. I've always worked it out because I'm easy going. Like, you know, William, I'm the you most easiest easy going. going guy you ever met. You are easy going. Every day you're like, oh my God, he's the easiest friend to deal with. Absolutely. True. Until we start talking politics and then it's <laughs> totally different game. <laughs> Right. Here, Bob Cashin, come over here. Bob Cashin in the house. I'm going to let you draw the ticket, Bob Cashin. Do you realize Bob Cashin has been to every single live event we've ever had? Yes. Both of them? I love how he dresses up for our events, too. Patty wants these tickets, and she wants them bad. Patty, would you take Ruth or Dave? That's the question. That would be the hard thing. Yeah. Will Frank take off work? Game? I don't know. So many questions, so few answers. I love. Dude, I think this is someone I know because I gave somebody 44. Unfortunately, that's not the winner. You might be honest. Close. All right, Lisa, my wife is here. Do you want to? You want me to interview next? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Last three digits, we're out of here, guys. Thanks for hey, we're gonna give these cup tickets away, and we're out of here. Thank you guys for coming out. I appreciate you very much. Let's get a Cubs win today. Please support Club Heart. You can find us everywhere. You can find us www.clubforheartcubs.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us at Crystal Lake Brewery. Our next show, July 14th, Crystal Lake Brewery. We'll be there. That's all I got. Did you pull the ticket? It's not a Last. Well, I'm going to start. 125. Who's got 125 the first three digits? Everybody. 125. One. Last three digits for two cup tickets. Here we go. Beautiful Drum. Wrigley Field. 85 degrees, sun shining. Marquee red on that beautiful marquee. Wrigley scoreboard. Oh. Six, four, five. Six, four, five. Six, four, five. She is going to the cooking. I know. This. Six, four, five. Six. You are four. going to Wrigley Field. Awesome. I hope you're a Cubs fan. Um, I left my shirt at home. Oh, good. She left her shirt at home. She, okay. she is a Cubs fan. All right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you my business card, and then you just text me, all right? Okay. And we'll work it out. What's your name? Emily. Emily. Come here, Emily. Tell us who you are, where you live, and how big of a Cubs fan you are. Okay. Um, so I'm Emily. I've lived in Spring Grove for my whole life. A Spring Grover? Yeah. Yeah. I go to college in Whitewater to be a teacher. And, um, Shout out to Whitewater! 
Alright! At least we gave you tickets for the Cub fans, will you? I love it. Thank you guys. Thank you for Thanks for Frank Walker coming out. Kathy Wheatley all the way from Chicago. All you guys, man. We're out here to get bigger. Grow more and support the greatest fans of all sports Chicago Cubs. Come to it! Let's go, let's go, Cubs. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we have a couple more songs we're going to play, but don't just listen to Club 400's podcast. There's other podcasts out there, and we have one that is absolutely off-the-charts fantastic called Mistaken Identity. Our guy Frank Walker, who's here tonight, right over here, is the host of Mistaken Identity. We love it, so take a listen to that. Couple more songs and enjoy your dinner. Closing time, open all the doors and let you out into the Closing time, turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time, one last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. me home. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. Take me home. 